Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thanks for joining us this week. We are back rolling again with a podcast with a little respite there for about two or three weeks while we tweak some bells and whistles behind the scenes here at Unfuck Nation. And if you're a first time listener to the podcast, welcome to this episode and uh, happy hunting as you troll through all the old episodes, in search of whatever might make the difference for you. All right, so this week I'm taking on a subject. I've touched on this subject from time to time in the books, also in the podcast. I feel as if it probably needs attention in terms of a a single podcast where we kind of dive into it. But Regardless of where you are in life, regardless of whether you think this applies to you or not, I think you'll notice that the philosophy is very consistent and that it, in fact, does apply to you, although the subject matter might not, if that makes sense. So we're talking about your body this week. We're talking about when your body either stops doing what it used to do or you feel as if, you know, maybe you've inherited something or some genetic thing with you or some something about your body what is not what is not functioning in a way that's quote unquote, get the quotes, normal. Okay. It's not your body and that I use that term very casually, right? Because, you know, that is no fucking normal. But anyway, so what am I talking about specifically? Well, I'm talking about those of you who have some kind of disease, affliction injury, condition, whatever it might be, like you as a human being are dealing with something about your body, right? Could be cancer, MS, diabetes, a heart condition. Like I said, some longstanding thing you were born with. You might, you know, be, have some kind of something over your sight or your limbs or your internal organs or whatever, right? You can already fucking tell I'm not a medical person, right? But but I do know one, and I, I don't think that qualifies you for anything. <laughs> oh, all right. So the deal here is, what does a human being do when their body isn't functioning in a way that they would either like it to, prefer it to, whatever? Well, I'm talking specifically to those of you that have developed something, caught something maybe involved in an accident, 
I'm talking to those people. Like there was a life before whatever it is you're dealing with now. And I don't think there's anybody listening to this right now either who hasn't personally had to deal with some kind of medical condition or has somebody close to them who's had to deal with one, right? I mean, we all know it's it's part of being a human being. There was one that I, I, I actually took a question from somebody in the nation a while back whose son had got a serious knee injury and he was a soccer player. And whatever insight I provided at that time. But I want you to get that one of the biggest things that we have to deal with outside of whatever the, the thing that's going on with your body is your relationship to what's going on with your body. Your relationship. Now, this is true across the board for human beings, okay? When life forces something upon you, something that you feel as if you had absolutely no say in, life forces something upon you. And, and you know, it's, we're talking about your body right now and your well-being, but this could be something like, you know, a divorce, right, or a bankruptcy or something. And no, I'm not comparing them, but I want you to get ontologically, they have a very similar outcome for human beings. Whatever you don't accept about yourself, whatever you don't accept about your situation will be your undoing in terms of your happiness, peace of mind, sense of satisfaction, whatever. So if you look at the way a human being deals with something like illness, right? One that comes to mind actually right off the bat is something like cancer. And I hear this phrase a lot, like fighting cancer. You know, my view is, Whenever a human being internally fights, right, fights, rails against something, it seems like, well, you know, maybe that's a good thing, but not necessarily. Like your, your whole body chemistry changes with the whole notion of what a fight is. But what people do and what people are gravitating towards, and again, I'm not a freaking guy in the diner when it comes to this stuff, right? I mean, I've had these conversations many thousands of times with people dealing with a whole host of different things. It all begins with this kind of internal conversation for shouldn't be, shouldn't be, right? Now, again, this is distinct from whatever's going on with you physiologically or psychologically or something. It's very distinct. It begins with a conversation for shouldn't be. That is, whatever you're dealing with, you shouldn't be dealing with. You're not supposed to be dealing with. That, my friends, is a world. That's not just a couple of words thrown together. That's a world right there. Shouldn't be. And you can get like the kind of internal agitation about it. Shouldn't be. People go lots of different ways with shouldn't be. People go, they get deflated. They go down like they're helpless. Okay. People go the whole other way. They get angry, frustrated, sometimes raging angry, frustrated. Right? Both are the conversations of being a victim. Okay. Now, it's one thing to be victim to something. Okay. It's one thing to be victim to something. It's a whole other thing to live your life that way. I can have fallen victim to something and at the same time, very quickly reconstitute myself to get that that's just what's so. To get that here's what's so. Right. And it reminds me of somebody I coached a long, long time ago. They were dealing with, if I remember rightly, it was some sort of, some sort of kind of behavioral 
situation where they found themselves automatically behaving in ways that they weren't used to, okay? This was a, quite a few years ago, maybe 12 or 15 years ago. That person said, you know, it's always been my dream to do this and do that. And they laid out these things they always wanted to do, but I can't do it. And I said to that person, well, when you're looking at this situation that you find yourself in, where are you looking from? And they say, well, I'm looking for what I'm dealing with. I said, no, you're looking from what you can't do from what you're dealing with. And if you look at what's possible from what you're dealing with, and if you were to take everything that you're dealing with and get that that's just what's so. And if I look into the future and I look at like my hopes and my dreams and my aspirations, what is it right now that inspires me? What is it that if I took everything that I'm dealing with and just brought that along with me, who could I be? What could I get accomplished? And you know, the conversation took not long at all, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And that person really started to piece together a future for themselves that included what they were dealing with, but not defined by what they were dealing with, right? And as I've said, you know, many times on this show and in books, you know, a freaking blind guy climbed Mount Everest. So that's somebody who included what they were dealing with. And, and I'm not saying that, by the way, to diminish whatever you're dealing with. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, it all begins in accepting what's so rather than dwelling in what should or shouldn't be. What should or shouldn't be will make no difference for you. You have to accept what's so. And in accepting what's so, you actually get a glimpse of the future. You, to get, you actually get a glimpse of, of another life. Now, here's the other thing to consider. I invite you to look at, again, whatever you're dealing with. And I know some of you are really dealing with some, right? I get, I get communications from people who are just sharing what they're dealing with, not specifically looking for coaching, but that the podcast is making a difference with this thing or that thing. But I want you to really focus on and look at, if you look at like, since however this thing started with you, right? How, or rather, who have you been about this thing? Who have you been about it? So most people say, well, I'm trying to be positive about it, right? Or I'm trying to be, you know, optimistic about it, trying to be powerful about it. I get all of that. But who have you been about it? If you look at all those things, those are you overcome who you've been about it. And again, specifically, we're talking about you and your body, right? But this can apply to just about anything in one's life. Who? Have you been about it? And with every thing that I talk about, every transformation begins with the fucking truth. The truth to who? The truth to oneself. Who have I been about it? Have I been angry about it? Have I been sad about it? Have I been depressed about it? Have I been helpless about it? Have I been numb about it? Have I been confused? Just look and tell yourself the truth. Who have you been about it? And that's what you'll find, that who you've been about is making no difference to what's going on with you. None. It's making no difference. In fact, now you're just that way and the thing you're dealing with. Now remember, most of our upsets in life, whether you're down about it, angry about it, whatever way you are about it, most of our upsets about anything in our lives are a function of not being present not being present to the life that's here, the life that we have. And it's so easy in our mind's eye to just turn to everything that's not that's wrong, 
But remember, that's all coming from that place of shouldn't be. The situation you find yourself in shouldn't be. And that resistance between how it is and that internal conversation for shouldn't be right there between those two poles is the struggle all too often in our lives when life changes. And it changes in a way that for us is for the negative. It's automatic to look back to what once was and to try and compare, contrast, or recreate what was, but we can't because of what's now here. So as with anything in our lives, we must begin to create a future that's worthy of our life. I can't say this strongly enough to you guys. How I, how I deal with life's mountains at times, seems like mountains anyway, is I create something bigger that goes beyond all of that, something greater, something inspiring. Inspiring for who? Inspiring for me. Something that lights me up. Something that I, that I feel as if is worthy of my life. Because the reality is, we're all getting older. We'll all get sicker. Our bodies will break down. And the question is always, who are you going to be about that? Who are you going to be about that? I once had a conversation with somebody who was in the tail end of their life. And in typically Scottish fashion, when they broke the news to their family that time was winding away, they said, relax, I'm not fucking dead yet. And that's something we all need to remember from time to time. There's life in you yet. And where there's life, you got to explore. Are you dealing with something? Yeah, that's right, you are. And there are times in your life when you need to make a little room for what you're dealing with. Grant yourself a little bit of grace and absolutely explore and maximize whatever room you have over there for new life. Because life, my friends, as they say, bumper sticker as it fucking is, is for the living. And if you're listening to this, you're alive. And that alone gives you potential. That alone, regardless of your situation, provides you with an opening for something new in your life. Does that mean it'll be easy? No. Does that mean you'll always feel fucking great about it? No. Will that even make a difference to what you're dealing with in terms of your body? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. It's okay. As with every fucking problem we ever have in our life, as with every catastrophe or tragedy in our lives, you must accept it, get it for everything that it is, and start to explore the life that exists beyond its boundary. Because that, my friends, is where the living's happening. All right, we're going to take a short break here. We'll be back in just a moment with a question from the nation. This week's question, by the way, as with everyone we fucking pick, is a doozy. But if you want to participate in a future episode of the podcast, if you've got a question for me, if you've got a conundrum in your life that you want me to talk about, 646-450-3203. That's the hotline, 646 450 3203. And uh, you can also uh, drop me a little email connect at garyjohnbishop.com. See you in a moment. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, this week's question, you guys, is from Tiana. Tiana says, firstly, like many, I would like to say fucking thank you, which is, you know, is greater than just a regular thank you, because it's a fucking thank you. For your content, I've only just started my process on myself, and I've discovered the Unfuck Nation podcast, and I went into it trying to find content to support content, sorry, to support my beliefs that I already had, and then I can justify those beliefs to the world. Little did I know you're about to flip the switch on me and make me see where I'm going wrong and what the hell I've been doing wrong and the responsibilities I've been passing off as everyone and everything else's fault. So to say I've been slapped hard in the face with my own self is an understatement. Like I said, I've only just scratched the surface, but what I've scratched has already made such a huge difference in the way I'm noticing my shit and seeing my shit. The one thing I seem to be having a difficult time with is with my kids. I can't seem to put things and learning into play or pull back when frustrating moments occur. I let my frustrations take hold of me. And next minute, I'm losing my shit at them and indulging my emotional state. Currently having a hard time trying to not do that, but don't know any other approach to take as I get frustrated with them quickly. My 11-year-old seems to get an attitude with me anytime he gets pulled up in his behavior now and never was like this. A bit of context, we have moved schools and he is back to his old school. Um, that he used to go to, and I was worried he would revert back to the kid with an attitude, which he was when he left that same school years ago, which he seems to be doing now, again. His last school, he had a different circle of friends than what he has now, and I believe he has been influenced heavily by his peers and not in a good way. Friends are life for him now. He's telling little white lies here and there, which is making it hard for me to trust him every time, and I kind of seem to be able to communicate to him how important it is he stops doing this. I feel like I'm at a loss and my ability to keep level-headed with him goes out the window when he gives me a whatever mom response. So please, Gary, any help would be welcoming. I love my kids and just want to be able to not lose my shit the way I do. Thank you. All right, Tiana, let's get into this. There's a couple of different things in there that I think are really worth looking at. So, you know, one thing I do, this is, I notice this as a parent, right? I notice that when my kids start how can I put this? I don't want to. So my kids, you know, like they're free to get upset. They're free to get pissed off. They're free to be attitude with me. I'm not saying it's always without consequence. I'm just saying if that's the choice they're making, that's the choice they're making. I don't spend, I'm trying to think right now. I don't think I spend any time trying to make their emotional state be different, right? It's okay. They can experience negativity and they can experience negative thoughts right? It's all part of being a human being, right? Who the fuck am I to tell you, you know, how to wire your brain, right? 
So that's part of it. Like part of the part of the thing I think is a big deal with parents is allowing your kids to kind of go through whatever development they need to go through so that they develop fully, right? They got to develop fully as human beings rather than putting a lid on them, trying to force them, trying to shape them. I think though you, like a lot of parents, have got one eye on the present and one eye on the future. And the future in for a lot of parents invariably involves the fucking state penitentiary, right? It's just like, I've got one eye on this kid who, you know, did whatever they did. And I, I see this spiraling away into fucking 15 to 20, right? And it's not how it goes. You know, we are, we, as parents, we often live with this kind of foreboding sense of fucking the job up. And, and that's a big worry, really, that we're going to fuck this up. Like, I don't know what to do. And I've been writing about this recently. I've been kind of diving into this and really looking at like, well, what do you, what do you do? Like, you know, what, how do you function as a parent? And there's a couple of different things that I see it at the foundation of, of what it is to actually be parent, right? Which is not, again, seven things that mom or dad should never do, right? It's not that. This is really more like, what is it to be a parent? And who do you have to be? And a big one for me is you have to be a man or woman of integrity, right? You have to be, you have to be someone of integrity. You have to do what you said you were going to do. Because there comes a point in the development of your children, especially in that, by the way, that 11 to 14-year-old range, where that's the kind of beginnings of what I call the great disconnect. Right. This is the beginnings of them separating themselves from you. They see you as distinct from them. And all too easily they can see you as like the enemy. Right. Like you're actually what's in the way between them and freedom. And again, freedom is in whatever freedom is in their mind. So it's the beginnings of the great disconnect. And for many people, it's fucking heartbreaking. And so what they do is they just give more force, more force, more force to try and make it go their way. And it's not, it won't necessarily go your way. So one of the things that I've done with my oldest son, Dan, he's, you know, he's kind of getting, getting up there, right, in terms of like being a kid, right? Um, but, but I actually told him what was coming. I told my son what was coming. I would say to him, this is a part of your life where you're starting to think about yourself and your own life and what you're doing and where you're going to go and what's next for you in your life. And in, and in that process, that will include kind of disconnecting yourself from me and your mom and the family. And it'll be really compelling. You know, you really want to go and do your own thing. And that's okay. That's fine. I accept that as your, as your dad. But at the same time, I'm going to offer you guidance and I'm going to be your dad in this whole time. I'm, that's not going to change. Over time, the dynamic between you and I will shift. That's okay. I'm ready for that too. As much as you'll always be my little boy, I'm ready for that too. I'm, re I'm ready for the new you, the next you that you're exploring for yourself right now. And I'm okay with that. And there are certain rules, there are guidelines here that I'm going to insist upon. And that from time to time, you might find yourself breaking them or going beyond them. I want you to know it's just my job. I'm going to come back in and I'm going to remind you of those. And there might be a consequence and you're going to be big enough to deal with it because I know that you want to be big enough and I know that you want to be the next version of yourself. 
And I'm going to help you grow into that as much as I can. You're not always going to get it right. And guess what? Neither will I. But together, you and I are going to work this out. So I've had that conversation with my, he's now 17-year-old son, many, many, many times in kind of different forms, but always the same philosophy. And I will continue to have that conversation with him. I think I'll have that conversation with him all the way through his life, right? Or certainly all the way through mine. Because I want him to know that in the face of his mistakes, I have his back. I get it. It's not easy being whatever stage of life you're in. It's not easy being 11, by the way, or 12 or 13 or 14 or 15. It's not fucking easy. The body's changing. Your psychology's changing. The world is changing around you. Things are hotting up and speeding up. And it's, it's a very, very challenging time to be a human being. So, you know, I, I want him to know and I want my children to know that I love you. I support you. I understand you. I'm here for you. It's okay for you to be you in the full spectrum of you, all of it. And that sometimes you're going to, because this is what you'll do in life, you'll go a little beyond and you'll maybe break the rules or do something you shouldn't do and la, 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 la. And there'll be a consequence to that. And that I believe you're big enough to handle that consequence. So that's one thing, okay, Tiana? Now, the next thing that I want to draw attention to with you is your son's got an upset, a long-standing upset. And it's not being heard. And it's manifesting in his behaviors. He's, he's sad or angry about something. And he feels as if nobody gets him. So he's forging a pathway right now. And he's, already, he's just kind of stepping out into it where he, he really feels alone. And I'm willing to bet that the only people he really feels as if really get him and what he's got going on are his friends. So he goes there. Everything I've just said to you, by the way, you should make sure that he's clear that you're clear about that. That if he's choosing to go to his friends about that, that you encourage that, that he has somewhere to go to express himself and whatever he's dealing with and that he doesn't bottle it up. And that if he feels most like himself with his friends, that's good. And that you encourage that too. But again, I'll go back to the first part, right? But he has to realize that sometimes if he goes beyond a certain parameter, a certain line, then he might have a consequence to deal with and that he'll be the one who deals with it. So why are you telling him all this stuff? You're telling him this stuff for him for, to begin these kind of basic kind of principles of him starting to realize that he has a say in how his life goes. Even, yeah, an 11-year-old absolutely has a say in how the life is fucking going. Certainly their experience of life. So it's that you're there to kind of make sure that both you and he are seeing that. And by the way, it's also important that you get that your victim mentality needs to start getting handled across the board and that he sees you doing that. That might include you saying to him, look, I can look back in my life and I can see that I was blaming this thing and that thing and that thing and this thing and it just wasn't doing me any good. I was going down and down and down and down and down. And that I'm starting to see life in a new way and I'm really going to take it on that way. Now, even at 11 years old, he might think you're full of shit when you say that. That's okay. That's fine. You can manage it. You know, sometimes when we see something new for our lives and we tell the people in our lives about it, they're cynical. But they're not cynical because they're, you know, fucking haters or something. They're cynical because of your track record. It's, it's really challenging to tell people I'm no longer full of shit. <laughs> I'm not full of shit anymore. 
<laughs> like, oh, come on. You got to demonstrate, you got to be someone of integrity over time. I'll say that again. You got to be someone of integrity over time. What does that mean? It means doing what I said I would do and where I don't, I fucking clean up the mess and I own the mess and I step forward from that platform and I keep stepping forward and stepping forward and functioning with integrity in mind. But it, it brings me to the kind of cherry on the cake, if you like. You just got to love this kid. You got to show them what it is to love another human being fully for who they are. And, you know, as a parent, I feel as if there's, there's no limit to the amount of times that I, that I demonstrate my love for my sons. There's no limit. And I do it every day and I do it multiple times a day. I do it at the beginning of the day. I do it at the end of the day. I do it when I'm pissed off, pissed off at them, but really just pissed off that my love for them is never ending. But it's not always huggy, kissy love and smothering you. It's like, it's letting you know that I love you. It's letting you know that I respect your growth as a human being. And, you know, I'm going to do my job, right? Because it is a job. And it's a job that I, that I love. I'm so glad that I found this little place of employment called being a parent. It's the greatest job I've ever had. And it's the most serious one I've ever had. Because as a consequence to who I am, that's why I not only forgive my children unapologetically, but I forgive myself. But if ever I find myself going off whatever I constitute as a parent, if I'm going outside of that, then I'm reminded of who I say I am as a parent, who I say I am, and I return myself to that. So it's not about being perfect. It's not about always getting it right. It's about recognizing where you're functioning and operating out of survival or desperation or something, helplessness. Can't control another human being, right? You're more like a sheepdog. It's kind of like a moving thing, doing what it does. And you're just trimming a little bit off there and organizing a little over here. And at the end of it all, they'll get where they're going. And then the last piece, the final, final piece, maybe you're listening to this right now as a parent, your kids are a little older, maybe a little younger, but I want you to get, there's a time in every child's life when they're going to move on to the next thing. And it's your job. It is your fucking job to make sure the pathway back to you is clear and free and open. And that when they return, they never have to wonder whether that's a good thing or not for them to do. That the path to you is wide open. Their choice will be theirs to make. But your job is to make sure that they never have to second guess themselves. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's show. Have a great one, and I'll see you on the flip side. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.